So I'm sat on the fence, like I've done for everything this entire time I've been on this podcast. Did it end badly, Pete? Listen, it's this is this has been a season that's made me feel like I'm so sick of cricket. Like, I mean, they've played, they've played. This will be the eleventh county championship game. They'll have lost eight, drawn three. I mean, it's worse than our broth. Oh, um, that's fucking harsh. Uh, you can't reality. expect much. They're a Divi two team. They're not. They're a Division one team. And actually, I'll tell you this. No, right, I know they're in the Division two, one, but <laughs> the, it, but. Last season, last season in the conference system, they had more wins than any other county in in the land. They have a really, they have a good team. Just got a new coach who has been awful, absolutely awful. Um, Who's and, the coach? Um, Dale Benkenstein, who you might know. Oh, I no, I don't know him, but I know the name. Ex Durham, isn't he? Ex Durham, and but the has thing he is, you got his young young lad on the staff. No, his young lads at, at Essex. It's oh, just weird, cool. like we. Yeah, we had this real community of a team that really good players, really good players. You could see them getting better and better and better. This season, they've all gone back five years. They're all, there's a lot of, from what I'm hearing, a lot of falling out in the dressing room, a lot of mixed messaging, complete shambles. New, you know, new captain who's, it seems like a decent bloke, but new coach, new performance director. It's all been a shit show all around and it's really hard to watch. Absolutely depressing. We're better. We're better than Northants. On paper, we're better than Northants. We're getting absolutely dicked by them. <laughs> who's this, who's the skipper now? The gloss. Aye. A guy called Graham Van Buren. Who? Oh, um, yeah. I think he's a good player, but he's been awful this season. He's had injuries. He's had a lot of injuries, but that's not an excuse. They're hiding behind excuses every time. There's no accountability as well. There's no journalists like going, what's actually going wrong? It's really getting up my go. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, though, is it? You know? Oh, you're right. Right, we're not here to talk about that. However, a few things to be addressed before we get cracking on. Uh, Hoggy, trip to Belfast. Obviously, uh, the stag is now fully Twitter famous. Um, how did you go? It was class. Anyone goes to Belfast for a stagger, you've, you've picked the right spot. Um, the cricket was good. It was. Uh, we, we, did, we didn't have any... That was one of the letdowns. We thought we were going in and going to get VIP service, you know. That's the organizer let us down. But it was uh it was just we're just in the on the lee, you know, the old plastic seats you get at Grange behind the boards. We were just sat in there. One bar for like two thousand people or something. It was chaos. It's like a, a queue of a hundred people, and then you would place your order and you'd have to wait for twenty minutes while the young lads ran to the bar and came back with the drinks carriers half full of lager. That was a bit of a shambles, but what a day. It was a good day. And if you've not seen the catch, then what are you even doing? It was, a, I thought, I thought it was, I was in with a chance, like, but a few too many laggers. Calv was, Calv got there before me. <laughs> have you seen it? Pete, have you seen it? You watching it now? No. Honestly. So, are you unaware? Go on, tell me. I don't know who was bowling for New Zealand. Some, some boys ran in and bowled a hip pie full bunger down leg side. And uh, I think it was Mark Adair. He was a good lad. He came and chatted to us after the game, actually. Um, just caught this one sweet down over fine leg's head. It's coming straight at us. We've been there for, it was like this, I think it was maybe like the third last over or something. I don't know. And um, ah, it was coming, it was coming straight to us. And Calv just 
plucked it out of the air. Like everyone, obviously, cow catch, everyone goes for it. But Calv just somehow, beer in hand, kicks over a hundred pound round and just uh, pouches it like unbelievable. And then great Sally as well. Fair play to him. Didn't expect that from Clive. But um, yeah, great Sally. Some some random punter took a like a perfectly timed picture of Calv celebrating, like running back in towards the crowd, like Shearer. It was uh, it was good stuff. Like, and we didn't think we got it on video. And then all of a sudden, um, it was funny. One of the boys was like, "It doesn't matter if it's not on video, boys." This is our moment. <laughs> it doesn't need to be played on Twitter. It doesn't need to be videoed. This is, but it's our moment, boys. Right? We're like, this is Peem. He's like, that's a great shout, Peem. Fair enough. Literally 30 seconds later, some boy from the BBC. Absolutely fantastic, boys. We've got that on BT Sport there. <laughs> getting, a, getting a video set up and everything. It was so funny. But uh, still our moment, boys. I'll never forget it. But aye, Belfast, Belfast and kilts, boys. Jesus. Dangerous. The, the women the, in Belfast are, um, just sticking their hands up your kilts as well. Jesus, Christmas trees. It's true. <laughs> you were uh, you pulled on the egg and bacon, mate. Tell us about that. You were down in Manchester representing. You seriously <laughs> going to talk about that? Oh my! Well, days. You don't have to if you don't want to, be. No, no. Look, you know it's um, yeah. <laughs> there's a kind of regional series for the MCC that's um, that sort of takes place every year, um, and. Um, I had absolutely zero intention of playing in it. And then I noticed on a text message about a day beforehand that they were only had nine players. So um, we went down to Manchester uh, last Wednesday um, with a, geez, we had a team of 10, but it was a really good, strong 10 players. We had likes of Chris Greaves playing for us, um, Jack Jarvis, Finley McCreef. Um I'm trying to think. Brocky was captain. Um, oh, yeah, we had some really good players. Geez, um, why can't I remember half the team? It's obvious my old age. Anyway, went down eight o'clock in eight o'clock in the morning. Two T20s. These other two regions. One of them from Ireland. One of them from the northwest of England. You're thinking they're going to be pretty strong. We've only got ten players. Well, um, went there. We um, we you know play. <laughs> we we. we but had to go and bowl first. Well, I, we went bowl first, um, got whacked all around the park. I didn't bowl a single over. Did a great job, though, of passing the ball around in the field. I think I touched it three times in the first game, um, just passing it between from fine leg into the into sort of points hands or whatever it was, backward point. Um, and then, um, yeah, they whacked about 180. We were absolutely up shit creek. Greaves was gone. But then Jack Jarvis went and got 90. I tell you, the future of Scottish cricket was, I, I was worried about it. But when I watched these young lads, Jarvis and McCreeth and Ben Davidson, all bat really, really well, we ended up about four runs short. But it meant that in our last game, if we won it by a big margin, we would go to Lords. Anyway, Finn McCreeth goes out there. We score about 240. We hit it further than the Kiwis did today. Finn McCreeth whacks it up to all parts. Unbelievable knock. Absolutely sensational. And we got about 240 and defended it easily enough. Again, I did absolutely sweet fuck all. Um, passed the ball around really well. Dropped a catch off Brock. He deserved it. He didn't bowl me. Um, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> In all seriousness, he, he was very wise to probably not do that. Um, but yeah, and then everyone had to put up with my chat in the car on the way back. And we got back about one o'clock in the morning. But it meant that MCC Scotland are being represented at Lords this weekend. So um, I'm not be able to play myself, but there's a cracking team going down. Really good for the future of Scottish cricket, I think. Nice, Pete. Nice. That's a, that's a that pretty good, good run down that, Pete. What's that clown Brocky not bowling you for? And what's he bowling himself for? I thought he was a keeper. 
he, he bowled himself. He arrived. Actually, Rory McCann was playing, and I think Rory turned to, 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 to Andrew Brock and said, on arrival, listen, you've got to bowl yourself because it's turning a mile, um, which was obviously music to Brocky's ears because as soon as somebody says, listen, you get have a bowl, away he goes. So, no, fair, do- fair dues to me. Bowl. I mean, look, we, I think everybody went about 10 and over, but we just uh, – so, so – um, so it makes me think I'd have probably gone at 15s. But, um, yeah, you know, um, it was it, it, I, it was it was good. It was a good day of watching cricket, which is what I've done an awful lot of. Unfortunately, on this occasion, I was watching it wearing white, standing at short third man's short fine leg and having to travel an eight hour round trip to do it. But, you know, it was OK. Can't complain too much. Pete, it's the taking part that counts, mate. Well done. Exactly. What have you been up to, Thank Liam? You. Uh, not too much, lads. Not too much. Um, couple of wins for the mighty Strath the last few, few weekends. Um, Any contributions I, from yourself? Not really. No, not really. A few, uh, a few rabbits at dice, and that was that was about it. That was about it. But um, finals day this weekend, Holly T Twenty cricket, uh, semi final versus Meagle. Big, big day for the lads. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do well on that. Absolutely. Where's that game played? Like Duke Perth, Duke. We're on. Uh, we're on. We're on at twelve. And if we if we can get past Meagle, we'll play the winners of Gordorians versus Perth. So beautiful. It's there, it's there to be one. You played um, any cricket at Ducat Park, Pete? I have. I played there on a beautiful sunny day about six years ago. Um, what a ground! What a ground! One of my favourites, and that that clubhouse is, or, or you know, the Pav is fantastic there. You know, lovely, lovely spot. Pav is that an MCC term? Sorry, pavilion. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> shocking, like that is shocking. Here I've got just I've got Brocky, McCreef, JJ, Jack Jarvis, Greaves, Davidson, McCann. How can you only name six teammates? Harry Ritchie was playing. Will Hardy. Will Hardy had a good knock. Oh Jesus Christ. Pat Patrick Ritchie, he oh. smoked our broth all over the place. Fair play. I've also noticed he's not played Patrick since. Ritchie. He's obviously hiding, playing for the fucking MCC, getting bold Christmas presents, even more Christmas presents than our broth. Who else? You're missing, still missing, he was boys. So, ex- so excited to be going to Lords was was Paddy, and and he t- he can talk that he can talk the hind leg off a donkey. We should get him on the podcast. Actually, he can just talk for about an hour and a half. Well, maybe he'll um, name the last two teammates. No, because we only had ten, so ah, there okay. must be only one more. There must be only one more. I'm trying to think who it was. Oh, um, probably Spinball or something like that. I feel really bad that I can't remember. I can't. They were certainly. Oh, I. You'll have to come back to me. I'll 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 tell you it. Sums up MCC cricket hey. being able to play with ten men, but on your goal, Liam. Hey, let's be fair, Hog. I'm sure the other MCC teams provided a couple of fielders anyway. You know, at least they Can did. It was Angus Beatty. It was Angus Beatty. That was who it was. He bowled very well. Played. He's, yeah, yeah, for Carlton. Good lad. It's un- typical of me to forget the Carlton player. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, not bad, that, he's not a bad bowler. Decent left arm also, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just right. a shame he plays for Carlton. So. Agreed. There he is. I noticed there was a few badges in the, uh, the stag do lineup that were wearing Carroll and Shirts Hoggy. Aye, that was it. Well, we thought it would be a good picture if me and Fraser, I was wearing a force top and he was wearing a Carlton top just to get right up Calf, who was in a full Rory McCann Ireland one day kit. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously Spinky played for Carlton as well back in the day. So they brought a couple of extra Carlton tops. I don't know what other tops are on display. Mm-hmm. Sparky was wearing an Arbroath top, obviously. Staunch as they come. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think P might be wearing our broth top as well, but aye, it was just uh, just to just to get it up brunette basically. Mm, mm. 
Anyway, pod, uh, pod continues, mate. So anyone who's anyone in Scottish cricket will know this week, uh, Plan for Sport re- re- released their independent review into racism in Scottish cricket. Um, doesn't meet for very good reading. Um, obviously, quite a lot of headlines in the press covered quite quite well in the press. I must admit, like Sky and what was it? Fucking hell! Sorry, full works. Um, we've not really, we've not, to be fair, lads, we've not really touched on it in other pods, other than acknowledging that the, the, the review was was ongoing and it was it was a great thing and people should engage in it. Um, and obviously, the the reports come out with the findings. What is a what's just the general consensus? Surprise, hog or would you expect, were you expecting this kind of outcome? Um, probably not that surprised with the outcome, to be fair. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of the stuff that they've got in there, it just sounds like it's more like societal issues more than like just Cricket Scotland. You know, I'm sure if every other cricket in, or sporting body in Scotland did that, they would maybe, maybe they wouldn't fail 29 out of 31, um, like uh, whatever they were, the regulations they had to pass. But I... I, w- I wasn't that surprised because I think it's more of a societal issue than just cricket Scotland being like full like racist. You know, I mean, still yet to hear one one full example, black and white, to say this guy was removed from the team because he was this, because he was that. Do you know what I mean? And it, I know it doesn't have to be as black and white as that. And I know that's what um, certainly Madge is getting at. He feels that he was um, like uh, discriminated against just because of the colour of his skin. But still, like the the reaction to it. I don't, th- I don't think the press have covered it well at all because it just seems to be it's very, very one-sided. And it's it's like, oh, they've said, someone said this and, this and Sky Sports are just fucking running with it and it's on the breaking news and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't want to say like um, any sort of exposure is good, you know, but like, like it's sort of dragging the name of Cricket Scotland through the mud for stuff that's not even been proven. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can tell if it, there's only a thousand people in well, it actually says, if you read it properly, right? <laughs> Sorry, um, Pete. But if you read it properly, right, it says that almost 1,000 people, or there was almost 1,000 engagements with the report. And it's like, that is such a small number. And of those 1,000, right, only 15 people made racist comments. One was a, um, and then two, was it one regional association and two clubs. It's such a small number for the reaction you're getting on the telly. Do you know what I mean? I, that's, that's honestly what I what I see. I just think, what is this all about, you know? And don't get me wrong, there will be people who have been discriminated against 100%. I just think it's been totally fucking blown out of the water. And everyone who... The guy Amarama, right? What a fucking clown, right? I've got a lot of respect for him, to be fair, for, like, it's a good fight that he fights in his daily job, you know? Like, fighting that discrimination, especially against um, religion and race, right? Because it's definitely a problem in Scotland, 100%. What I don't like about the guy is he's just a clown on the telly. He's so aggressive with the message he's trying to point, trying to put across. It doesn't need to be that aggressive, you know. It, all, it makes that makes it divisive, you know. It makes people think, "What the fuck's going on? Why is this guy like screaming at folk on the telly?" And um, I don't know. I just think it's been a, been a little bit blown out of the water, you know. I feel, I feel totally. I don't want to keep chatting shit, you know. But I feel really bad for Madge because I know how much it means to play. Cricket for Scotland, like for I mean for him, you know, fucking raging. Every game we got pumped. He was the one who could tell he's just raging for various reasons, right? But and there's still no evidence that you can see for us to see that he was discriminated against racially. Do you know what I mean? From my point of view, he was rested in a game 
to let Leesky play because Scotland were out of the World Cup. And then he sent that tweet, right, rightly or wrongly, and he didn't apologise. He did not apologise to the coach, the assistant coach, the captain, the vice captain. Selection, or selection committee wouldn't be involved in a, in a fucking World Cup. So it's just those four people. He's just, he's just called them all racists, right? Had very little to back it up, basically, from what I can see, because I've not seen it, and there's no, there's no evidence out there to say that he was racially, he was dropped on race, right? And he's just played 200 games for Scotland. He's a leading wicket-taker. You can't just, he's been dropped for a game, give Leesky a chance in the World Cup. Scotland were out of the World Cup. I mean, I don't know if he was sensitive because he dropped that catch against Afghanistan and it was fucking all too much. He said he was depressed before that. Absolutely. And he's definitely depressed after it because, and that's what I, it's totally affected, man. He's a different guy. And honestly, I really hope he fucking gets back to feeling himself a little better. Do you know what I mean? Because it was tough to see him the way he was. That TV, that interview on the telly was fucking tough to watch. But like, it's all been blown out of the water, I think. I mean, he should have, he's got to at least apologise for calling these four guys racists. But, there's no evidence to say they are racists, you know? And another thing from the report was the guy who was the CEO at the time didn't even get contacted. Or, or fair enough, he didn't engage in it, but there was no there's no reporting on why Madge was actually dropped. Why Sky Sports not run with that story? That this guy was this is why he was dropped, you know, because he was came back from the World Cup, he was unfit and he was banned for three months, got offered a training program and basically said no, nah, or didn't carry it out. He was even even more unfit than he than when he left. So it was I don't know. It's, it's a fucking um, reporting of it's been a bit mental, but it's uh, yeah, it is what it is. Like over you, Pete. I mean, look, I um, I don't think personally. I don't think it has been blown out of out, out of the the water. Um, I can understand what what Hoggy's saying there. Um, obviously, the you know, there's 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 the press and things like that. I think you can never ever sort of take racism uh, lightly I think um, and I don't think we are I don't think this report is for for a second doing that I think what we've got for you know the, the outcome that again it doesn't doesn't surprise me um, it doesn't surprise me given that you know there's been incidents I've been on the cricket field where incidents of, of racism have, de- have taken place so, and that's a, a small sh- snapshot and you know you're asking I think you know the, the number of participants in this um is it's, it's not it's not insignificant um i think what we've got at the moment is a report that tells us that an institution is is badly run and is unable to um to, to manage uh, racism um and and i think what we'll find in the future when we look at the you know these incidents these 68 incidents that are being escalated further is we'll maybe start to get to situations where we can start to point the finger at individuals for being racist yeah. i think what's happened at the moment is we've got a situation where fingers are being pointed and mud is being slung at individuals when we're not really at that point yet we're not at the point where we can say right you're a racist you right there we're talking institution is racist it's it's failed it's failed. The board has failed. I think there are reasons for why it's failed. I think there are reasons for why um, the, the organ, why, why cricket Scotland is essentially una- unfit for purpose. But we're not at the point where we're pointing fingers. And what we've got is we've got individuals pointing fingers at people, in my opinion, a little bit too early. And I can understand why, because they're hurt. They've put themselves out there. They've made a massive sacrifice um, as individuals to make the, get this inquiry to happen, um, and they feel vindicated at this stage. And they, but there's no winners when it comes to racism. There's no winners. 
it's not a case of who's won and who's lost at this stage, okay? And at the moment, it's being played like there's winners and losers, okay? We're all losers if we've got racism in this country, um, whether it be in cricket, whether it be in football, whether it be in rugby, whether it be in life. So for me at the moment, it's it's unsurprising. Some of the, the way it's been sensationalised is probably not right, given the point of where we're at with the inquiry at the moment. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to say, I think the, fundamentally the reason why Cricket Scotland has failed as an organisation to be able to manage racism comes down to being an organisation that can't finance itself, right? Yeah. It can't finance itself enough to be able to provide the support and mechanisms that are required to be able to deal with people who are racist in, you know, in, in, in amateur and indeed in the semi-professional slash professional world of cricket in Scotland. And I'll give you an example of this. Cricket Scotland turnover is about two and a half million pounds a year, right? Okay. Account and, and in that, they have to not only run a performance setup for men, women, children in cricket, okay, like high performance, they also have to run the mechanism of an administration of cricket in Scotland, both, you know, a recreational level. To compare that, Gloucestershire, which is my county, right, that I support, their turnover's £6 million a year, okay, and they just have to think about the high performance stuff. There's a whole separate board an organization that run the recreational side of this, okay? So we're looking at three times the amount of money when you add in the turnover of the of Gloucestershire Cricket Board, okay? And, you know, and they can, as a result, put in appropriate HR functions. They can put up appropriate committees to deal with those kind of situations. Now, I'm not saying they're perfect. We haven't done an investigation into the county organizations and the ECB and things like that. But Cricket Scotland are in this sort of balancing act where they're trying to grow the, high, the, 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 the you know, fund players to play professionally for the team because cricket, the, 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 the men's team and indeed the women's team are getting stronger. But at the same time, that means they have to make sacrifices with their, you know, with their back office in terms of having HR, in terms of having an appropriate communications officer, in terms of having, um, you know, an effective um, you know, an effective support mechanism in, in case of equality and diversity and integration. And that's where your issues lie. And until they get more money, and that comes from Sports Scotland or the ICC, that's, I don't know whether, you know, what, 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 what's going to happen. Anyway, there's my vigil. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely spot on, Pete. I noticed that's one of the, the four roles that they need to in play, put in place, Cricket Scotland. This is on the back of Sports Scotland saying this is what you need. And can't just magic that money out of thin air so cricket uh, sports scotland will have to stump up the money and that's another thing that sort of pissed me off it's like it's very much an amateur organization do you know what i mean this isn't the ecb we're talking about or even like a yorkshire or an sfa it's i mean there's a lot of people in cricket scotland like on the board they're all they're all um volunteers and stuff like that you know it's and that's the point of the fingers it's, it's pretty wild i think i think it's been a bit a bit mental to be fair but yeah what about yourself liam yeah, just kind of echoing a lot, a lot of what's already been said. Um, I think, I think a lot sometimes, and I don't know if it's this is a, a personal thing. I don't know if it's ill education of someone, someone like myself. It's it's almost having like like fear of speak talking openly about it and addressing like uh, what's what's going on. Like, like I think it's along that like the argument that Anwar was going on about about you can't just be non-racist. You need to be anti-racist. Like, I, you know, grew up in a council house 
you know, <laughs> went to an, uh, four for academy and play cricket. And in my in my club side, which I captain, we have a lot. We have a mixture of of white Scots and Scot Scots Asians, and we get on well. And we are sensitive to each other's kind of uh, beliefs, religions, and we respect that. And and I'd like to think all players on my team would would happily happily say that. But it's just I think a, a lot of the players where they've asked them for to support these uh, the, the people that are out there, you know. Um, telling their story and, and highlighting the subject is they don't really know what what they should be doing. Do you know what I mean? I don't know I, I, I don't know if that if that resonates with you, with you guys and and there's almost been like that's why there's been this kind of silence or 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 lack of of support is what what what, what has been labelled out there. Um yeah. I, and I sorry Liam, carry on. You on your way. No, I was just gonna say I, I um I think it, it's incredibly, it, it, I can understand frustrations and, and I think Hoggy encapsulate them really well in terms of as people on the, you know, cricket it, cricket played in Scotland is, is quite a small community. And I think when you're on the, you, you know, we're on the inside a little bit as players who have played, you know, at, at very, you know, for the national team and in case of Hoggy, Liam, obviously at regional level and myself at, Sort of more of a club level but the point is that we all know people who have been in you know involved in cricket in scotland and i think you know it, we we perhaps we perhaps know that it a bit more about the intricacy so when you see it in the news and you see people who don't necessarily follow cricket in scotland tweeting stuff like you know really heavily in support of of, of you know the kind of ultra aggressive approach that have, have been taken by some individuals around how this should be dealt with it can be quite frustrating it's like it feels sensationalist it feels really annoying but I totally get what you're saying Liam I think I think it's it, it must be incredibly hard for the players right now who are being basically singled out and gone you've got to make a comment on this you've got to say something about this and we're all individuals we're all different everybody's got a different approach to it. when it comes to being anti-racist there is not a one-size-fits-all approach to being anti-racist you can't just say it, it involves us all tweeting anti-racist thing okay that's that's not the answer that we are all different in our approach some people like to stay quiet on things some people like to reflect on things some people um some people prefer to speak up about things and we've all got to respect all of that we've got to respect all of that in order to move forward and we can't just start finger pointing because nothing will ever get resolved that way you know we'll just end up with another argument about maybe online bullying or something else now that i'm not saying is in the same boat as racism for a second but it's also not going to move the game forward at all yeah yeah that's like i noticed a few players in the last few days have put out things and then then you'll see someone comment on it like that's but what are you actually doing about it or that's not yeah. enough or do you know what i mean and it's like well you know these lads are, are, are trying to to go about their life in the best ways they can and and you know and try and, and try and do things correctly or you know um provide support or 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 behave in the correct manner and you know it's it just like after a while there's you just think you know that this is getting a little bit out, out of control um and it's it's very easy to put these things out online now and tag someone in it oh. uh, and and put that message out there and you know <laughs> that that sensationalized sort of reaction on twitter really fucking boils my piss. That comedian, I think he was in The Mummy, right? You know the guy I'm on about? Omar Ajidi or something like that. I don't know his name. He tweeted. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? You haven't got a clue what you're tweeting about. He gets all these likes, all these retweets. Oh, it's a famous person. 
It's like it's nonsense, absolute nonsense. Like, see, honestly, if I'm on a cricket field, right? I, I've never played a game of cricket in Scotland, and I've not heard racism. That doesn't mean it's not there, right? But that, what are you supposed to do when these people are like screaming at you on Twitter? Oh, you need to say this, you need to say that. It's like it's nonsense. Like it's total. I feel bit. I do feel sorry for the players because what are they supposed to do? They can't just. They want them to tweet empty words, you know. Like, of course, the players think. Oh, that's uh, it's it's terrible to be racially abused, terribly discriminated against in any way, but especially in your race. Like, yeah, of course the players feel that. They've always been told to keep a stum for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe legal reasons or whatever. But like the players, there isn't what there isn't one racist player in that Scotland cricket team, you know. And they're like just that they're like hounding from Anwar. Oh, where's the silence? Why why are they taking the knee? It's like you know why everyone was taking the knee. You know, for black for the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, he's, this guy's a clown, honestly. And you know what my honest opinion is, right? On on the whole Magitak thing, right? See if Magitak had just got a normal lawyer and spoken to him through the whole situation, I, I genuinely think Madge would have played cricket for Scotland again. I genuinely think. I know Madge is stubborn, right? But I honestly think he would have he would have played. But this clown Ambar is just he's it's like he's just taking the like he's just taking the bait. You know, both of them have taken the bait. He's he's seen the bait and just jumped all over it. And that's where I feel so sorry for Madge. You know, I just think he's been so poorly advised by this clown. And yeah, it's just, it's a shame because I know what it means for Madge to play for Scotland. Like, he's got it for him. Mm. Bloody good cricketer mm. as well. Best mm. spinner Scotland's ever produced. Aye. And don't need you to say yeah. what he is, what, uh, Liam, you donkey. No, not at all. Not at all. There's no argument. There's no argument, mate. There's no argument. But it's just, it's just the way it is just now, and it's, 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 it's. Hopefully, things improve. And yeah, I, I, I don't know Majid um, personally. I've played against him a couple of times, and um, no, he's very stubborn. Yeah, he, and once yeah, he's got think, a thought in his head, you'll stick with it. But I just genuinely think yeah. he's just been so poorly advised. You know, like how I, I don't know about the guys who were on the who. Didn't pick him in that one game, but that's what that's what it's, it's come from. That and like, yeah, you just can't accuse someone of being a racist and having nothing to back it up. You know, you just can't. It's like some accusing. Yeah. I don't know, mental. But it's such a it's, yeah. yeah. I it's, feel sorry for Imagine. I feel sorry for would, other people who have been genuinely like racially discriminated against, and it's caused them to not get picked for a team and stuff like that. Absolutely, it's disgusting. Hopefully, yeah. it, that gets stamped out completely. But some of the stuff's been a bit over the top. I think. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there's definitely would hopefully been a, at least fifty more caps there for 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 Magitak, I think, but it resolved the issue earlier. But I think yeah. I think as well, I think as well as what we've, what we've seen both of with Magid and Kazim is there's been a there's been a falling out with management and and uh, and probably captains of sides. That it's maybe too simplistic to look at it, but like in a lot of sports, when you do fall out with the management and you do fall out with captains of sides. Probably not going to get picked. Do you know what I mean? And hundred percent. That 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 might be a, an oversimplistic view of it, but certainly from the outside, it seemed to be a clash with management and a kind of a falling out, and it just hadn't. It just wasn't resolved again. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I think we saw uh, Kazim as well in the press conference speaking out, and he obviously obviously feels like he was ill treated. But I think the example like carrying drinks on a tour, you know. <laughs> Teams go on tour. If you're not in the starting eleven, we all know. If you're 12, 13, 14, you're wearing a bib and you're carrying the drinks on. Like that's that's part of being in a cricket squad and not not playing. Um, and I think sometimes that, like the way in the press conference, that was almost turned around to be like 
like they were trying to belittle him and make him, you know, feel like he wasn't part of the part of the team because he was carrying drinks. And I think to the lay public looking at that, you'd think, oh, that's that's a disgrace. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to do that. But to anyone that's played cricket, you know that that's that's your role. Like, if you're not if you're not in the starting eleven and, you, and you're not and you, you're not injured, then that's that's the role. It's part of being part of a squad when you're on tour, isn't it? But aye, um, it just came across there as like so like oh I'm going to tell this story about this and it was like if you can't make a fucking decent orange squash and it's 30 degrees you're going to get chirped regardless of your colour like to say that story on live TV I just I couldn't believe what I was fucking listening to to be honest and it, honestly Shaky might be discriminated against his, his race and once upon a time he was a bloody good cricket player Shaky like seriously saw him bat against some serious attacks hit hundreds against Yorkshire Durham he goes on about his hundred in Pakistan like it's fucking unbelievable it's like Cricket Scotland maybe played two red ball red ball games a year back then as well, and it was like he didn't score the runs, you know. And it's I don't want to come across as as like his whole um, his whole case is a complete joke because that's not what I'm doing. But I just don't know because I've not heard any um, any like proof of how he was discriminated against, you know. And I just think it's a bit it's a bit over the top. And to talk, to talk about that orange squash story on the telly and Sky Sports are like, eat, eating it up, you know, like. Surprised didn't ask him what kind of fucking cordial he was using, you know? Absolutely wild, like. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Honestly, I hope Cricket Scotland get on top of it because, and I hope it doesn't push the sport back even further. And it, and if it does, and it's proved that people are, are racist and the whole system is fully racist, then, then it should be pushed back because it's, it shouldn't, shouldn't have happened in the first place. But, I, 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 honestly, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where they, where think, they go from here. Like they need, they need funding, and they need, yeah, yeah. and absolutely, they, that's another thing. You know, like the Willie Donald article. I've not seen anyone share that or read that out. And it's like he, he did change. Is that something that the board had spoken about of having a more inclusive board? And it's like these things can't happen overnight. You know, and, it, and that's what they want. They want this, this, and this to happen right now. And it's like you need to get people who are qualified. And oh, yeah. It's a bit. The reaction's a bit over yeah, the top for me. Like, I think, I think you're right. Uh, I think uh, Pete kind of touched on it earlier, like about it not being fit for purpose. And I think, I think a lot of that is like the, the people that are on the board are volunteers, you know. And a lot, a lot of these people are, uh, um, you know, retired or not, not from the kind of areas of expertise that you, that you need uh, nowadays to run like a professional, like sporting uh, body yeah. or governing that's, body. That's, that's it. Comes down to that though as well. You're trying to run a professional body. And people who are watching this on the TV, right, will think Cricket Scotland is a professional body when it really isn't. You know, they're, they're trying to run it with their hands tied behind their backs. I'm, I, honestly, I am making excuses. I, I know that. But it's a, it's a pretty valid excuse, you know. Oh, why have we not got a HR manager? Why have we not got this? Why have we not got that? It's like, well, you're running on, you're getting run on peanuts. So yeah. for me, hopefully, yeah. for hopefully me, it changes for the good. Yeah. If you, if you want to see, you know, if we're talking about kind of, a big call is for action and outcomes. Well, I think immediately they've got to think about, you know, splitting Cricket Scotland into two organisations, one that focuses on, you know, if you're talking about there's a lot of focus on, on, on the players here, we need to sort of separate the high performance from yeah. the recreational side of things. Um, because this has been, this inquiry has been spawned out of high performance issues um, fundamentally being raised by two individuals but the outcomes at the moment we're seeing are at a more holistic recreational level. Now, I think that's why I think we're only part of the way through this journey, because I think when we talk about uh, specifics uh, and incidents in relation to, maybe, you know, 
uh, Kazim Sheikh and, and, and Magia Hack. I think those 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 specifics, if they are if they are going to come out, will come out later on down the line. Um, and indeed, there are, there are other incidents, I'm sure, as well. But I'm sure there will be incidents that we're not aware of that will also come out as well. Uh, but it's almost like that, that that immediately needs to happen. And obviously, there needs to be greater diversity on the board. Obviously, there needs to be, um, you know, a real hard look at how the processes work in terms of dealing with these kind of situations when they arise. Because in truth, racism on a cricket field, that will continue. That will continue. It's just how they knock it on the head really yeah, fast. That, when that it happens is one thing it that, obviously I mean, I didn't, I, <clears throat> I don't know what the the sort of, how you would manage a case of racism on a field. You know, you obviously tell the umpires that's, that is one of the main sort of drivers in this. I think in the West, there was a few instances where there's been racism on the park and the, the umpires have reported it and it's gone nowhere. I think that was, that was one of the, the big drivers of it. So yeah, case management for a start needs to be like really strict on the field, you know, but yeah, the institutionalized, you know, it's just a, it's almost like the fashionable word from Yorkshire. Aye. We're going to talk about okay. the, the cricket now. Yes, let's move on to the recent tri-series. Um, so this was... Sorry, was there anything else you wanted to say on that subject? I don't want to oh, end on a downer. Move on. Like, I'm happy to move on. I, I, I just think, um, obviously, I think, you know, um, it's it's not a great it's not a great look for, for for cricket in Scotland. I think we are acknowledging that. I think there's a lot more water under the bridge to come in that uh, in in that space um, for, for sure. And uh, and yeah, it's been really challenging. I think for anybody involved in cricket Scotland just to to, to watch this happen right right now because yeah, I, and I think we've expressed that really clear. So yeah, maybe let's talk about some 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 cricket on the field. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Recent tri-series, um, Scotland upon Namibia um, played four, won three, lost one. Um, overall report, Cav, pass marks? Yeah, I think absolute pass marks. And, and and look, I think, you know, Scotland in this World Cricket League series do not have a given right to just go and wipe the floor of it in every tri-series that they play. I think 3-1 results every single time. You're going to win You're going to win the whole series pretty convincingly that way, the whole comp- competition that way. Um, and, it, you know, we even acknowledge it that the best countries at cricket in the world, they lose games. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I think, I think it was, again, some really encouraging performances. Um, interesting wickets that were being produced on occasion. Uh, certainly the one, the game that they lost against Nepal. I think it was an interesting call when you're at home um, and you're playing against a team that are known for not being particularly strong with the bat to have a bit of a green seamer. Uh, maybe not ideal scenario in that case, uh, a case you want to try. If you're at home, you want to beat the team by playing the way that you want to play, not trying to beat them in a different way. And that probably, um, um, you know, cost them there. But it was also good to see Callum McLeod back in the runs. Eventually, that was a, that was really, really positive to see. But yeah, I think definite pass for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, go ahead, Liam. No, I was saying, Hoggy, what do you think? Um, no, I was going to say, I agree with it. There was a lot of sort of stuff online about how good the pitches were. I saw Costa tweeted saying, oh, hard and fast and carry and stuff like that. There was one score above 250 in the in the Scotland games, the four games Scotland played. And the rest of them, was there's there only two others above 200. Like, if that's played at Grange, totally different series. I don't know if that makes it easier for the opposition or harder, but I think the pitches have got to be sort of looked at a little bit, like... Hard and fast, green or whatever you want to call it. Like there was, I I saw 
I didn't watch a lot of it, but I watched some clips. And the stuff at Clydesdale, there's balls like jumping all over the place. And it's like, it's not what you want. It's like fucking playing dice. Imagine playing ODI dice. And it, I, I just remember that, um, I know going back 10 years or whatever, that game against Lancashire, where it was like, it was close to getting called off at Clydesdale because balls were just like jumping off of a length. And I don't think the scores really reflect a good cricket pitch there. I know Kyle's like, oh, it's good for bat and ball. And I don't know. I don't know. Not the way the boys Yeah, I, bat, did, I did have that teed up as a, as a question to us there is, should should Scotland be moving these games around uh, the country or should we just be playing them at Grange where we have the best deck and probably, uh, that's a little bit now, but probably definitely the best deck in, in, in Scotland. What's uh, what's your thoughts on that? It's definitely the best wicket. Not, yeah. Uh, the ground itself is a bit, like, it's not really like classic ground. I wish I just, I wish I could lift the gra- the square at Grange and drop it at Glen Park. That'd be a great ground to go and watch international cricket or along the wall. But, yeah, yeah. I, and to be honest, I would just say just play them all at Grange. Like, gr- grow the game in Scotland. Fuck me. You're going to get 300 people at an ODI in Aberdeen or Glasgow or whatever. It's not like it's, it's, like it's going to affect the um, the money you're making or anything like that, you know? If you're going to go to the game, you're going to go to the game. It's like two hours from Edinburgh to Aberdeen to Glasgow. Just play them all at Grange. It's the best cricket ground. You'll get the best scores. It's the best for the players. I don't know if it makes it easier for the opposition, possibly, but... Yeah, I would. I would like. To, I think you get the best out of the Scottish cricket team at Grange. That's what I would say. But um, but yeah, some good performances. Absolutely, Pete. What did you think about moving it around? Or do you think? Would you I mean, say- uh, it's a really tricky one because you're. You know, I think. I think um, we all know that there's a bit of regional frustration in general in in in, in Scotland, whether it be in cricket or elsewhere. So you know, I think there's almost a prestige about ho- hosting these events, and I think. If you're, you know, even if it is only 300 people, do you know what, though, that's 300, that's probably 250 more than there was 10 years ago watching the, the, a game against Namibia. So that can only be a, that, that can only be an encouraging sign. Um, I think, you know, if um, the pitch isn't of good quality, I think it maybe needs to be considered. Um, but I, 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 I'm of the view you know, you you do have to kind of probably move it around a little bit because otherwise, um, I can see a dog here in the in the image, but um, <laughs> it basically um, it encourages um, group clubs to want to produce high quality wickets and host these kind of internationals. And I'm hoping that you know, in in five years' time, if we continue to grow and the, and the ICC to continue to invest in this kind of a tournament, you get a thousand people at a game like that, and that's not not a bad return, but you know, if we're playing close important games against, uh, you know, where, where it really matters, I you do want to, like, really, really matters. Like, it's it, depending on whether you finish first or second, you probably want to play them at Grange because that's the deck we know best. That's the deck we play our best cricket on. That, but, 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 yeah. So I've I mean, sat on the fence like I've done for everything this entire time I've been on this podcast. Yeah, just so you hate <laughs> Grange. But, yeah, no, I, I, I thought the same as, uh, you know... Go ahead, Liam. Yeah, I lean, I lean more towards what you were saying, Hog, like, he, it can't be that good if we only scored two fifty once in like four innings. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I and I think like losing the losing the toss in Nepal in the game that they were beaten in, you know, that deck at half ten with a little bit of dew and a little bit of cloud in the air and a little bit cooler. I bet that ball was doing all sorts versus what what it would have been doing second dig. Do you know what I mean? So it's a it's a heck of a chance to take when the Nepal can get us whatever we were sixty seven for seven. Um, on one of those decks, so yeah, lesson learned there. I think I'd be leaning more towards playing them, uh, playing everything at Grange. But 
yeah, there's, there's, there's obviously arguments for both, but we'll, uh, we'll have a little look through the cards, boys. Yeah, one more thing again about getting a thousand people to a game. Stop charging folk 40 quid to go to watch the fucking Scottish cricket team. You couldn't pay me 40 quid to go and watch them. Like, just make it a tenner. Make it a f- kids under 16 go free. Like, I, I know you have to make some money, but they need to, need to do better. You can't charge £35 to go and watch even New Zealand. Like, the Ireland game that I was at, it wasn't that many folk there. I know I said 3,000. That's just plucked off the top of my head. There's probably like 400 people there. But like, I don't know what, I don't know what the tickets cost, but... They need to they need to change the ticket pricing at the Scotland games because if it's thirty five quid in Aberdeen, man, it feels ten minute cycle. Now that my road cyclist Liam, um, maybe eight minutes with Lycron. I like I'm not going to go if it's thirty five pound. No, sh- unless someone lets me in for nothing. And no. what's that? Is that jobs for the boys? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not paying thirty five pound to go and watch. They need to make it more fucking hell. Cannot believe that my Zoom's just crashed. Megs, can you hear me, Liam? Yeah, I can hear. We can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, what was he even talking about there? I'm going to have to go back and edit that out. Yeah, 35, <laughs> my internet is fucked. I don't know what's going on. My computer's ancient. Thirty-five quid. Nah, you can't. You just can't charge people that. You know, you yeah. need to be more. I don't know, just more experimental and dynamic with how they're getting folk in the ground because it, it seems like they just do nothing. You know, and uh, I don't know. Go I would ahead. agree. Would agree massively. You can't charge that sort of sum of money for. Um, I mean, I guess you know they're getting marketing consultants and telling them they should be charging X, Y, and Z. I, I don't know how much it was to go and watch the Namibia or the Nepal games. I think it was fifteen quid. It should be a fiver, really. Um, but yeah, I suppose they think that they can make a little bob or two out of it. I mean, it is days worth of cricket, and the stat. You know, we've got you know household names now playing in those sort of games, so. There's definitely a fee, in my opinion, but it's it's definitely not 35 quid, even for New Zealand, I would agree. Yeah, I think marketing, you know, I couldn't agree with Cricket Scotland when it comes to proper marketing struggles. But again, but again, but, it comes down to, comes down to budget again. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a decent um, marketing agent for 30 grand a year, are you? Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's what it is. So, Liam, you said uh, notable performances. Who was your standard yeah, performer? Yeah, so just going to work through. You, do you want to work through the game? Sorry, how was that? Might as well. Yeah, I'll I'll go notable for I think the first game in Scotland played Namibia, 258 for six. Uh, looking at the card. So that was Cal McLeod, a patient of 50. Um, Munsey, 71 off 101. Yeah, Very yeah, patient. There you go. Munsey, 71 off 108 balls. Tells you plenty about how hard and uh, fast that deck was if he's scoring 71 off 108 balls um, do you know what I mean but um, seven seven fours and a six for him and then some useful runs down the, down the order from Leesky and uh, Grievo as well yeah. getting them up over 250 um, looking looking at the bowling side of things uh, Safian um, superb spell 535 um, Hamza as well with a couple of wickets, couple for Watty as well. So, yeah, quite a quite a solid start, really. I'd say there. Hamza and Safi have absolutely ruined that batting lineup. Top six as uh, well, proper batters, and then you've got Watty burgling the bottom as well. Classic. Yeah, must have been in the uh, barrels here. Eh? Get me on, get me on. <laughs> Gav Mains bowled really well in that game as well. Eight overs, one for twenty-four, two maidens. Mm. Love to see a maiden in an ODI. That just shows you how fucking. Interesting, spicy the wickets were. If you're born maidens in an ODI, <laughs> like it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be going to the horror show. The next one. <laughs> so that's the 
144 all out. Yeah, mate. But uh, that, that doesn't tell you all the story. They were six, mm. uh, 65 for 7, 79 for 8, 95 for 9, and then uh, Gavin Maines got, got 64 off 59 balls. So mate, That card um, is hilarious. Hamza faced 43 balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven overs. That is unbelievable. Much they put on though. So they oh. put on forty nine runs. The two of them. Oh, fair play. I know, but ultimately it meant fuck all because they chased it. Neighbour, they chased it in twenty five yeah. overs. Yeah, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from that, but there was some outrageous slip catches taken, like balls flying and boys catching them. So no, I didn't fair see play. it. Didn't put uh, Nepalese like taking some absolute outrageous grabs. Our amateur went down to watch it and just said it was crazy, like, slip catches were mad. Were the Nepalese well-supported? I bet there's more Nepalese fans in Clydesdale than there were in uh, Scotland fans. There was a good crowd. There was a good crowd of them. Yeah, Graham Hewitson said comfortably more uh, Nepal fans than Scotland. That's quality. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Yep. They've uh, they've shown, like, again, like people were saying, like, no team's entitled to win. They've just comfortably chased that. But no real, never really got shaky, did it? Nah. Fair play. And then, started off pretty. Aye, sorry, go ahead, Liam. No, they started off pretty quickly, kind of snuffed it out, went went at it early doors and uh, scored some boundaries and just instantly kind of took the sting out of uh, any chance of Scotland um, causing, a sh- well, not causing a shock, but you know what I mean, blowing them out for uh, for buttons. Yeah. And then, uh, what's this, uh, <clears throat> the maybe a Scotland, won by three yeah, wickets, so- chased the yeah. two fifteen. This was there's plenty of heart in this game to be fair, and a fair bit of dig down the bottom. Uh, Grievo and Safian uh, batted superbly actually, and when they've when they've went in together at 136 for seven, mm-hmm. wasn't looking great. But um, yeah, proper batting from both of them. Is really. that what they were? 106 for seven. That's a good. Uh, 136 for seven. I mean, yeah, it's. Um... I tell you what, he's uh, Chris Greaves has proven the value of himself. He was he didn't play in a poor game, I noticed, and then he played that game after getting a runner ball twenty five in the first game. It was interesting to leave him out, and then he's gone and got a runner ball or quicker than a runner ball fifty to win the game. Um, in the in this in this in this in this ODI, I mean, he's a real. It's, I know Chris is about thirty one or thirty or thirty one, but he's really emerged late on in his career, and it's it's it's. It's it's bloody good because he's winning games for Scotland. He's winning crucial games for Scotland, and you know it strikes me some of our match winners are getting towards that stage where they're thinking about retirement or indeed are retiring. Um, and and it's good to see another guy step forward and do the job. There, I would say definitely. I think he's been one of the standouts for the Scotland team in that series. I only played three or four games, but like even that run a ball in the first game, fifty not out. Don't know how he bowled. Did he bowled. Nah, he doesn't got- really. Not really be He's just stopped bowling the double bouncers. He's <laughs> bowled one over. But yeah, really valuable runs down the bottom, like totally. That's some partnership with Safi. Safi's a good bat, though. Oh, he? yeah. I was going to say, I played uh, any cricket with Safi and knows that like, he bats like, what, nine for Scotland? But I know. He could probably. I've... <laughs> we'll talk about the New Zealand game later, right? But seeing T20s and stuff, I've just noticed where Leesky's batting in these games. Like, what the fuck's going on? Give him a shot at just going out and twatting it, please. That's what he does. Just goes out and smokes it. Bat number seven. Just every time, every time I see Leesky bat for Scotland, he's got like three overs to go. He hits like a six and then gets out the next ball. It's like you're not getting the best out of him. No, nah. frustrating to watch. Like, but agree. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's some chase that after being 130 for seven. Like, very good stuff. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. bowled well in that game? Hamza again. Oh, but that's nice to see Hamza opening the bowling. Hamza and Safi and Gav Main all went for 38. Tidy. Love that. Gav yeah. Main oh my god, oh, no. Nothing makes me sick more than seeing Kyle Kutzer both five overs in that game. Mm-hmm. There's a bit about the pitch. Gav's a way to say, no wonder he's absolutely raving about the pitch. Pretty felt like he was playing Makai and Tini or something like that. He's got that action, hasn't he? Right over the front leg and arms, arms everywhere. <laughs> what is he doing bowling? That is a shocker. That that was part of him stepping down as captain. Need to at least bowl five overs in each series. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're not a poor like poor Lisky and Grieve will not get not even gonna sight of the ball because <laughs> grabbed it like shocker. Absolutely. But um aye, that keeps them that keeps them pretty much up the top of the uh, world cricket league two. And have they'll have a triple header actually in August up in up with us, Hoggy and Aberdeen. Aye. Um so the one thing I was going to say, right? Well, is that's a big ask for Matt, for Aberdeenshire to host six ODIs on that on that that place. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, down down in the west, they've gone four at with two two at air, which is which has at least made it more manageable. But like as good as Carl Howard's got, uh, certainly the square in the decks looking now. That's a big ask. Like that is a big ask. And you wonder yes. if they could have done similar and put two. Two games or even three games for you know, what else to catch that story with dice? I I know that would have been good. <laughs> oh, maybe, I, think, I was hoping um, Fort Hill would have been ready for it, or even or if Lachlan's is, is ready either. I don't, I'm not sure, and it's probably bad um, research on my behalf, not thinking about if they're actually fit to host a, um, an ODI. But you don't that, think dice sure is I, fit to host an ODI, no? Um, no, it's not big enough, unfortunately. Not fit to fucking host an SNCL game. Never mind an ODI. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big ask for a big Callum Howard, like very big. But you'll have you'll get ringers in to help him out, won't he? Yeah, you'll have you'll have people there assisting, like. But it's a it's a big ask, like. Yeah, but um, no, we've not talked about the last game. Anyway, you want to talk Nepal. about T Twenty today? Boys? No, I want to talk about Cal McLeod in chasing one hundred and thirty. Please tell me you saw it. Go. Did you see it, Pete? I um. I watched a tiny bit of it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch as much as I should have done because it was uh, the game was over pretty quick, was it not? Yeah, it was over in twenty nine balls because he hit sixty four. It was honestly, it was so funny. It was, honestly, he was walking about. He could have been walking about with no trousers on. He was just slapping it about everywhere. Some of the shots, you know, when you know when you see those dicks, they like they smoke it and they just like mark their crease with, before the balls even at the thirty yard circle. Oh, he did that. Well, he hit 13 boundaries. Probably 10 of those boundaries, he did literally that before the ball was at the 30-yard circle. Like, it was scary batting. Scary batting. And I, I don't know what the um, Nepal attack was like. The boy Lamachine, he's played in, like, the Big Bash and stuff like that. A couple of the boys looked like they had decent pace, but he just smoked in. And it's totally different to the two innings that he played previously, you know, in the, the two other 50s that he made. Like they were very, mm. I think the strike rates were like 60 odd, maybe like proper Jeffrey boycott in it. But cloudy, that is different gravy. Like 220 strike rate, 64 of 29 balls. That was some not, some not. Snuffed, snuffed that game out, didn't he? Ah, exactly. That's what you've got to do. Those little awkward ones just got to twat it. Yep. Chris yep. McBride got a wee sniff as well. That was, uh, yeah. What, they just bend crossy down the order? Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, I think, you know, you need to keep Matthew Cross on the team because he's the best wicket keeper, best gloveman. Um, he's out of form 
up the top. He's been out of you, form for a while you, at the top. Have you seen everyone else with gloves on behind the stumps? He might not be the best glove, I'm just saying. Why, who do you think is? Probably Cloudy, to be fair. Bit of a freak. Can do everything, but just saying, maybe Crossy isn't the best keeper, but he should be in the team as a batsman anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't really know how to take that. I don't really know how to take that. I mean, in, ter- in terms of anybody I've seen, he's 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 a, he's a bloody good wicket keeper. Um, and it, yeah, you know, so I I, I just there was just a lot of criticism. On, I'm just going on the thought process, right? You've seen everyone bowl, right? We've seen Kyle bowl filth. Chris McBride bowls decent ball, good to see. We've seen Munsey bowl filth. Although I know he thinks he's a bowler, I think you know Grievo, <laughs> all rounder batter, right? You don't try and shoehorn, well, you do try and shoehorn them in as bowlers. You don't do that with keepers, do you? Why, why at training do we not see Kyle Kutzer with a set of fucking keeping gloves on? Maybe he's unbelievable at keeping. He'd be better at keeping than he is at bowling anyway. Hoggy, can I just ask, have you had a few beers tonight, mate? No, no beers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still topping up from Belfast. Jesus, Christmas trees. Boys, you need to go to Belfast. <laughs> you get a job. Half at middle. Belfast. <laughs> you keep, oh, honestly. Was there anything else? When you were there, actually, or was it just was it just strictly beers? No, we did a political tour as well, which was oh. uh, which was really good because we were in a taxi with uh, how do I put this politically correctly? Um, six Rangers hungry people, and uh, it was quite clear that the tour guide was not one of them, and he was one of me. So that was good because they obviously expected the opposite. You know, they all went, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that was that was quite nice. You know, there was a lot of uh, pro Ireland. Put it that way, which was good stuff. Yeah, we did that and went to the cricket. That was the only two sort of staggy things we did. But honestly, what a place, boys. What a place. But, um, uh, aye, so anyway, we're going to talk about New Zealand again. Let's talk about New Zealand. Yeah, First of all, um, great to see teams like uh, New Zealand touring, touring Scotland and playing and playing a bit of cricket. Firstly, that's, that is uh, magic to see. And they've obviously brought, brought a pretty handy outfit with them today. Um, Oh, that's a good. That's a good shout out. Shout out to Searsy. He was the twelfth man that day for our New Zealand. He got a game today. Uh-huh. He got a game today. Twelfth man, obviously, really well against Ireland. So, got the call up today. Good. He was getting a bit good. of chirp from Calv. Calv was chirping him because <laughs> <laughs> obviously plenty. playing on that. Calv being the drinks man, so he had a drinks carry with him, and Rory McCann was a drinks man as well. I think so. It was uh, Searsy got a bit of chirp, but yeah, he. Uh, I think he did all right today. He got a wicket. Did he, was he, did he bowl a bit? Let's have a wee look. Let's have a little look. Ah, he did as well. He got crossy out as well. Big wicket. Mm, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Look, look through the card. Uh, two, two, five for 20. Um, I must admit, me watching that, Grange look tiny, does it? <laughs> when, you, when you see them twatting it, like, it's just like, oh, God. It must be so bad. I was watching, obviously, Soli went around the park today. Um, Which your boy, And yeah. obviously, I've not played... Um, uh, anywhere near that standard but it must be awful when your over starts like six no ball six four wide it was like oh no here we go please um, tell me did that happen six no ball six yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. you're like what's that 13 off one delivery <laughs> oh god um, and you've already and like I did, I he's, did done, think, he's done well to only go for 72 then off his four overs <laughs> well I think he'd gone for 55 off three and then they chuck him the ball for the last over I mean God, man, jeez, poor lad. But uh, that's what he's there to do, though. He's there to run in and bowl as fucking fast as he can, like try and get wickets. Well, exactly, exactly. He bowled uh, a kind of a waist high ish one to uh, Jimmy Nisham, and he got he caught Cal McLeod caught him in the deep. But that could have on another day that could have been another no ball. 
So uh, he swatted yeah. it today, hasn't he? Nisham thirty off nine balls. Yeah, three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that pitch, that ground just wasn't big enough for some of these New Zealanders. Like they were just uh, half hitting the ball in the crowd. Like so, yeah, two two five for five. You're up against it. Who's bowled all right there? What Fams are, uh, Fams uh, are against bold tidy. Well, oh, yeah. Grievo's bowled well, eh? Yeah, Humses. Uh, well, what his first two overs went for six, so he was not for not for six off two. He opened the bowling, um, but obviously towards the end, I've got hold of him. Um, Who's opened the bowling? But yeah, Hamza. good. No, he, he opened. Hamza opened. Hamza yeah, opened. Hamza opened. Solely first, opened. Yeah. first over. Apologies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, was, it, looked, it looked like a good. Are you, Pete, are you going to get to anything? I'm going to go down on Friday to see it. Oh, it couldn't, couldn't happen at a worse week. I'm, I'm in my last week in my current current job so I've can't I can't get down sadly because um it's literally 10 minutes walk from me but uh but no I, I've watched I watched most of the game today though on uh on ICC TV with Jake oh. Perry I thought his commentary was lovely I thought he, I thought he had Kyle on he had Lee Kasparek they were all it was the commentary was excellent and um yeah I mean geez the uh the, the spinners bowled well but it doesn't half feel a small pitch eh oh yeah mate when they're getting hold of you like that not a nice place to be. Hog, you've about not had some tap like that in your time. Anyone give it to you big time? Absolutely. It's not we've only, got, pick- we've only got three minutes left on the broadcast. We'll have to go and we'll have to go again. But um yeah, like what are you supposed to do when boys are absolutely running at you and just twatting mm-hmm. you everywhere? But it's um it's just a, yeah, it's such a big wicket, solid, you know. Quicker. What's that? Solid, with Chris Sobo and it just seemed to be the quicker he the quicker he released. The quicker it went off the bat, you know what I mean? It's just well, you can see face. him and Safi have been pumped eight overs for is that 120. Yeah, near enough. Aye. Yeah, it is 120 of eight. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, I mean, I, who's I'm trying to think who pumped me? Probably two minutes. Ah, the boy, the boy Spriegel from Surrey. I know, an absolute n- nobody, but honestly, I, honestly, I was close to throwing the ball to, to Drummle because he kept trying to set my field. And I just kept getting pumped out of the park. And it's like, he kept talking to me. It was like, you fucking bull. You know, I was a, t- I was a tough day. Matt, Matt Spriegel played for North Ants as well. I think he was a handy cricketer, like, but he, he loved a bit of me around the wicket into the, what is, what? what's he, he saying to you? What's trouble saying to you in those moments? And all you want to see, what's his words of wisdom? <laughs> Don't know if he wants me to share. Tell me I'm a, absolute, ah, just get a grip, stop bowling. Whatever and try, but it's so annoying. I that's why I hate. Like, God, oh, tell him what to do. Tell him what to do. It's like, no, he needs to work out. He needs to learn for himself. It's like, oh, you're bowling with this field. You know, what if I don't want to bowl length yeah. on middle stump to fucking Matt Spiegel twat me out of Edinburgh? But um, it's not. Days aren't. They're not always like this. You know, sometimes you nick off Jason Roy. Sometimes you bowl out tails. You want me to keep going? No, oh, Stokes. Oh, they're all there. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather be twatted around the park by Matthew Spriegel than be twatted around the park by the number seven for Kostovin second team, like I have been in the past. <laughs> so to be fair, to be fair, it's 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 not a bad. It's 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 it's, it's better, you know, than it could be. Aye. There you go. Right, and then you- obviously batting wise, you're chasing two two five, so you just got to throw the willow. Um, so one five seven for eight. Probably would have taken that batting first. But, um, um, well, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. We, we would definitely not have taken one five seven for eight at Grange. That's okay. a very, that's a very um, well, negative well, two hundred. Look, absolutely for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I would, have, I would have opened with. Um, we haven't even talk, talked about the team yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agree. The um, team from today's game against New Zealand. 
Mm. Have you seen any uh, changes that you like, Liam? Um, well, it's good to see Pete's man in. Uh, oh, right. Hairs. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you got if you're going to play that brand of cricket, you need to have the kind of box office big hitters. He's he's definitely one of them. Um, but it's either going to be his day or not. Mm. Um, do you like it? Batting, <laughs> what do you think of him batting number three? That's where I put him for 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 Watson's in in. <laughs> Fifty of a cricket, so it's exactly it's no, 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 no different, really. But would you facing. open him? Would you bat him three in a T20 against New Zealand? I think he was due to come in a bit later. I think he got nudged up because what happened today? I think that the two openers were Munsey and McLeod. Interesting to see McLeod open. They they kind of they set a good base, but they didn't quite kick on, did they? They didn't. They, they kind of they they couldn't increase their rate from about seven and a half, eight and over up to that ten, twelve and over pace from sort of over five to over seven, eight. And then I think Ollie got bumped up. A, from a, probably the number five slot, I think Berrington would have come in at three. Otherwise, that's the way I read it. But yeah, Liam, what do you reckon? As in batting order? Aye, batting order. Yeah, chasing two least, two five. I'd have Leesky higher, definitely. Um, other than that, it's kind of they're all there, aren't they? They're all there. They're all capable on the day. They can all they can all score quickly. Yeah, yeah so. I, I just you've got to play. You've got to open the batting with hairs. Surely to fuck, you've got to bat them. Number one, first ball, hairs slaps it over point, trying to hit it over mid off, mid on. Even, do you know what I mean? Like he's just that I type of player. Yeah. yeah, like the only way they're winning that game is by having seventy off in the first three overs, near enough. But like that's not that. I know you said Munsey and McLeod start was like a platform, but it basically kills the game if you're going at that rate. You, you have you have they had to get ahead. There's no, there's no way of. You can't just go at sixes and try and catch up. Not against a proper team like that. A bit, a bit bizarre, I thought. And especially like you just got open to all these. He's an opening batsman, is he not? That's all. He, I know it's different opening and club stuff to this, but it's a bit harsh to just throw it all on Ollie because this is his first game in a couple of years, isn't it? Because he missed the World Cup through injury and things. But it's just that he's like that type of batter. Just get him in. He's hit six as well. It's good to see. Only face four yeah. balls as well. Yeah, yeah, prop. Yeah, just got a. Give him the best chance as well in the power play when the when the fields yeah exactly get two out like and and that's where like one. that's where Leesky as well he's so he'd be so effective in the power play like what he's he's just wasted down the order down there what numbers he batting there seven again he comes yeah, in when I, the game's over and it's just it's just a bit of a waste of a jersey I think you know he, he, Greaves has went in ahead of him and I, I know Greaves has done really well but like you've got to give Leesky some balls to influence the game. You can't just bring him in at seven when the game's deep. But yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. I don't I mean he's played that many games for Scotland and I mean his average batting position must be closer to eight than it is to fucking five. You know, it's like he's yeah. just hidden down there for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it's um it's obviously tough. The the Kiwi bone attack, Lockie Ferguson he didn't play against Ireland, but he um he, he obviously bowls sharp. The, the boys who bowled against Ireland actually never played. The Seamers. There was a Thickner or something and some other boy. Both of them bowled decent pace. Bracewell, he bowls off his, doesn't he? Searsy, good yep. man. Mm-hmm. Probably bowled two up balls, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the reason they've opened with McLeod is because he's a right-hander. It's the left-right combination there. Because Oli, if you open, you've got to open with Munsey. You have to open with Munsey. Yeah, 100%. Munsey and, and Hayes have got to be But you've got two left-handers. If you've got Munsey and Hayes, you've got two left-handers. That's perhaps where the, where the thinking there. 
Um, I'm just being not, devil's advocate. not a bit, yeah. I just, I, it's a bit cliche, isn't it? Open with a fucking right hand, left hand. Like, come on. Boys are proper cricketers. Yeah. You know how to bowl to right hand and left hand. They're just fucking let them run in and get twatted by hairs in the first over instead of the, when did he come in? He must have come in. Came in in the eighth. Yeah, that's. Ninth. Ninth. <laughs> that's the game's over. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's toast. You need Munzee and hit like, yeah, you can't go 28 off 28 either. You only hit, yeah, that's not, I don't know, maybe Munzee's out of neck or whatever, but hopefully. Munzee looks, I, Munzee looks a bit out of neck. I'm not going to lie. He was hit, he's not hitting it the way he was. I feel like he's played on too many cabbage patches for a while now and yeah. he's not he's not he's not scoring at his 150 strike rate he's scoring at run a ball which right. in 2020 is not good enough really and he and, and you know i'm sure he'll come good because he's a talented player yeah hopefully he just goes out and absolutely pong goes it and it it must to be fair to them it must be tough to not open with cloudy after the way he batted against the paul but hairs wasn't playing against the ball like just can bat hairs up number one please i i i, I, I watched quite like a there i didn't think here's just like here's just like Tris gothic at grange like it's a joke. It's like it's like Tris Gothic at uh, Taunton. That's what Hares is at Grange. The, the one thing I'd say as well is Munzee didn't look like he's moving very well in the field today either. That's another thing I'd say. I don't know if he's if he's holding an injury or you know being nursed back to. I'm not sure. Yeah, hopefully he gets back to just absolutely smashing it everywhere. But um, what was it? One more ODI. In the, uh, one more T20. Then one ODI. Yes. Yeah. T20 on Friday and then the ODI on Sunday. I wonder if there'll be any changes to that team. Touch wood, the weather looks quite good as well. It's, the thing um, is, is that these games against New Zealand, they're a bit of a freebie, aren't they? I know it sounds weird, but like... Yeah, it is, you're right. They are freebies, you know? Yeah, that, totally. It, the games against Nepal and that are much more important, but maybe for exposure, it'd be good to be get one over in the Kiwis in a, in a couple of games. I'd like to see Gav Main mm. get a shot. Is he in the squad for the T20s? I hope so. I think he's you're a great right. good player, yeah. Because he did well in the... Um, in those other games, they obviously fancied solely, obviously, bowls with a bit more a yard of pace to give him a go, but maybe see if he gets changed out for Gav Main. Yeah, but well, they might rotate the bowling after that one, so who knows? Aye. But yeah, looking forward to it anyway. Another couple, another couple of games uh, before the weekend, and then uh, with the Tri Series up in Aberdeen, I'm, I'm going to go and get, go and go, go and watch some of that. Yeah, I'll go as well, to be fair. I probably will pay £35, but. It won't be 35. Right mate. I will not be, be happy won't. about paying 35 fucking quid. It won't be 35, mate. It'll be 15 notes, I reckon. 15, 20 quid. For an oil man like you, mate, that's absolute peanuts, mate. That's, that's, would you get that about in every half hour when you walk <laughs> Mate, hopefully, uh, Gilet wankers on the door and he just lets me, uh, lets me walk in. Ah! Out of pure intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, still be, you'll still be looking for that cup of tea, you'll Anyway, uh, you should ask about right. the, former, the former player's tent. Is there yeah. not a former players' tent? That yeah, was there is. There is. Get actually, yourself yeah. in there, Hoggy. I've actually I've been getting emails about that, but I can't. I can't guarantee I'm going to be there. It might be offshore, but if um, if I'm not caddying, then and I'm not offshore, then I'll I probably will go along. Especially if Liam's uh, buying me a few pints. Maybe I'll. I um, maybe I'll. Uh, I don't know if maybe I'll cycle there in my lycra and get on ICC TV. Jeez, oh, no one needs to see that. I'll give the commentator something to talk about. <laughs> Aye, is there a dog, Chris? <laughs> That'll also be a big make a deal. Someone, someone needs to look after Maisie. Right, sports fans, I think that's enough for one night. 